the star, the star. The star. Yeah, yeah, y'all already know, y'all already know. Seven the pan, seven the pan. That dude fizz on the fizz on the beat. Yeah, yeah, we live in entertainment, entertainment. Sound change, sound change, sound change. Round the kings, round the kings, homie. This is where it get ill. About to have a tip off live as a tip drill. From the court to the diamond to the track to the big skin flying round the field. Starting five forever, keeping it real. If it matters in the world of sports, world of sports, jeans and long sleeves, they taking no shorts. So hot to death. Oh, yes, these other sports podcasts live as a pro's corpse. Biz market wave is starting five goes off, goes off. <laughs> no matter who you cheer for, emotions out the window. They analyzing with clear thoughts. They taking way deeper than the boys ever for. No longer got any use for the four letters The latest news, score stats in the view from the sideline Ain't no guideline, it's just the truth, just the truth yeah. No need to dig for a part in line It's always in season if people start five, start five We going in on three, run the baseline, start five, get it We got what you we need, what you need. If the sports news you see We don't waste time, we talking cause we living We got what you we need, what you yeah. need. We going in on three, run the baseline, start five, get it We got what you we need, what you need. What's up, y'all? Thank you for tuning in to the Star 5 Podcast. What I need y'all to do now is hit up the Starting5Podcast.com. That's where you'll be able to find all of our podcast streaming links, our Instagram, our merch link. You can even become a patron right at the front page. And also, you can leave us a voicemail at 929-352-6219, and we'll play your voicemail on the next episode. New episodes released every Thursday. We are now live. We are live. We are live. We are live. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, the mayor, that DJ named Ace Five. Your mom's favorite fat guy. All the way from deepest, darkest Africa. We are back with the next episode of the Star of Five. As always, we need y'all to check out the Star5Podcast.com. That's where you can get all our streaming platforms, all our merch, everything you need. Also, to make sure you hit up HHDGmedia.com. We finally launched the podcast there. Also on Anchor. Right now, the only place you can get that podcast is on hsdgmedia.com and, or our anchor page. We're waiting for that one to be distributed everywhere. But enough of that. Let's get to my partners and find the first lady. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to a new year, second show. A shout out to, obviously, the starting five and shout out to... Um, my True Radio Network family, and everybody who is holding it down this year. That's it, that's it. Next up, the man who is going to be guiding the show this week. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Uh, shout out to the Starting Five family. Shout out to everybody watching, listening. Um, hope y'all having uh, a great weekend to kick it off. The weather's nice out here for uh, late January in New York. But uh, I'm outside, so that's a good thing. What's good? Not much yet, man. Not much yet. Still sitting back watching Mrs. Trumpsters cry, which has been absolutely amazing. Talking about they're still stealing the country and 
The best thing, the best thing so far has been the major amount of deflection that has been going on. The amount of deflection that has been going on. Like I told this dude that I work with, because he keeps sending me messages talking about, look how violent the left was in 2017. Look how violent the left was last summer. Blah, 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 blah. I told this motherfucker, if you send me something else like that again, I'm blocking your ass. Like I'm blocking your phone number. You're just talking <laughs> to me. Because they've been trying to find each and every way possible to justify what went down. And it's stupid. It's absolute, it's it's completely asinine. Or as Skat Bayless used to say back in the day, as a eight, as a nine, as a ten. Like it's 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 so retarded on how tough that they're trying to deflect, 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 deflect what went on. And we all know they did that shit just because they lost. That's it, Katara, just because they lost. Right. Right. And, and, and this is the problem we're seeing. We're seeing that they don't, First of all, they're trying to be like, well, well there are no burdened buildings weren't burned down. No, no, no. Okay, first of all, this, and this is the only thing we're not going to go to what about Black Lives Matter because Black Lives Matter is a whole different subject, apples and oranges. The thing is, you need to take a government 101 class. You do not, you cannot storm a federal building, particularly the Capitol, without federal charges or possibly getting shot. And that's, that's it. That is it. That's the whole point. Um, uh, there is no excuse for this. I've, we're seeing a lot of excuses where, oh, well, Trump told me to do it. No, come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> now, do, do, does he have some responsibility in the, for all of this? Of course he does. Of course he does. But you can't, your excuse is, well, Trump wanted us to be there. It's like our, our kids saying, well, so-and-so did it. And then what is our response? Well, would you jump off the cliff if so-and-so did? This is the same thing. Okay, come on. You take responsibility for your actions. Okay, period. You cannot sit there and, and, uh, and the Republicans, you need to come up and say, this is wrong. You don't do this. You don't do this. For what? Okay, the election was fair and square. And you guys can get not... Not, I'm not talking about TJ and, and Dan, but you can get mad about it if you want. It was just as fair as it was when when Trump won against Hillary. Okay, let's be let's let's fair is fair. <laughs> okay, and, and and that again, that's another subject, but fair is fair. Now accept it and move on. Uh, period. You guys got to stop with this. What about this? What about that? Because you're making your own self look bad. You. Period. Just accept that he's president and work towards get your get your get your people. If you don't like it, then y'all should be starting to work on um what is it twenty twenty four now or twenty twenty five. That's what you do. You complain about it and 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 Dan, we had a conversation or we had a conversation on, and a message about this. You don't go storm the Capitol because you didn't scare them. Okay, and if I'm getting off subject, let me know. You didn't scare the people. You didn't scare Congress because Congress still voted for Biden. It, it, the only thing they did was the Republicans that were some of the Republicans that were going to fight the vote. 
Now they didn't because they didn't, you know, they, they just didn't because they saw the, the, uh, the consequences some. of them. Huh? Some. Yes, some, some of I them believe. did it. Some did, I, but yes, yeah, some of them stopped, changed their minds about going up against Biden. So this is what you, you didn't solve anything at all. You just show well, you showed us that and, and many of us knew that white supremacy, white supremacy is alive and well. You showed us that. But that's all you did. You didn't scare anybody. You didn't do anything. And every ladies and gentlemen, black people, we know that doesn't scare. You know, y'all tried that. Y'all been doing this for years and it doesn't scare us. OK. And there were obviously some black congressmen and women on there that was alive during the time that you guys did the threats. And yes, I'm talking to white supremacy and they weren't scared. So let's come on. Let's act like adults. Because now the now um, other nations see see what we already knew, but other nations see it and they're seeing cracks in our country. And trust me, they're going to be they're 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 watching and plotting. And that's what I have to say about that. Right. Well, it and leads I, right into the impeachment that I wanted you to go right into, TJ. Well, that you were yeah, going to bring up. Yes, and just just briefly in the history of black people in all of the time we've been here. When have we stormed any federal building in mass at any point in time with all the transgressions, all the atrocities, all the lynchings, all the nonsense, all the bullshit? When have we ever had the gall, the audacity to run up in a federal building while Congress was in session and try to overrun or overturn an election. Not even anything else, not even for the just justice, but for an election that we felt we got cheated out of. Mind you, we've been cheated out of every, pretty much every damn thing we could possibly be cheated out of. But when in the history of history have we overthrown any federal building, much less Congress, in, 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 the, in the history of time ever? Zero. Zero. Never worry, 17, 1979. <laughs> <laughs> never worry. But yes, <laughs> let's get into your man said he was going to do something that can never be done, and he did it. He did it hugely, or bigly, as he likes to say. Very bigly. He got impeached twice. Twice. Hands down, that's that's a new world record for impeachments uh, for any any public figure holding office or dictatorship or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I don't think uh, anybody's been thrown out twice in a, in one term, in one term. That's that's that should be a Guinness Book of World Records right there. I don't think that'll ever be broken ever in the history of time. So two times, two, two times, time. two times. And uh, your man is going crazy right now. He's panicking. He's pushing all the red buttons, trying to save his ass before he gets out of office. And it's really, really telling uh, what's going on behind the scenes of how he's been acting and how he, you know, his his fragile psyche. If there's the biggest snowflake, it's the man sitting in that chair right now is one of the realest, biggest snowflakes of all time, as the as they used to say, is this your leader? Is this who we have to look forward to? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is embarrassing. 
It's embarrassing. But Dan, I know you have strong feelings and opinions about this, as you did. Would you say 81 is greater, is more than 71? So deal with it. Yeah, well, <laughs> that, that, that post there, that post there, it came, it came up after a conversation with the great deflector that I work with. And as you see, I got the thug life glasses on because, you know, he definitely was living the thug life and getting impeached not once, but twice. New and new world record. <laughs> that deserved like a Michael Buffer type of thing. And new heavyweight impeachment champion of the world, <laughs> Donald J. Trump. <laughs> That's it. That deserved the. Uh, that just definitely deserved that shit. And I got to put the. You know, now that I'm on camera from the FBI because. Uh, you know, all them parlor records and shit. But, um, but yeah, <laughs> it, 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 the conversation came from one of the great deflectors that I work with. And he was just talking again, talking about, yeah, but what about this and last year? What about that and last year? And I kept saying, yeah, but um, a great majority of who you've seen was people who look like you. Oh, wait a second. No, my bad, because he's Puerto Rican. I said, people who you think you look like. <laughs> you know, I said people who you think you look like was the ones who was doing all the agitating. But when it was all said and done, we was talking about the election itself. And it was simple. Yeah, but the 75 people was going, yeah, but the 75 million votes, he, you know, this is the highest he's ever been voted for or any president's ever been voted for in life. I said, but 81 million? What would or it, it was probably more than that. Yeah, so you really believe he got more votes than Obama? Um, what did you just witness happen? <laughs> That's what led to the post, and then Staten Island showed its true colors. And it was a lot of people whose colors represent ours on this screen, who was defending, defending, defending away their grand champion, their eternal champion, you know, the, the mystical, magical orange man with the yellow hair, mm -hmm. Donald Trump. It was just incredible, the amount of deflection and defense for what was a loss. It was matrix-level deflection. It was matrix-level uh, deflection. 52 hand block, everything. The deflection <laughs> was amazing. For real, the hand styles was crazy. Crazy, crazy. I mean, so bad. Katara was on some like, yo, I'm going to block this person from. I was like, but you're not friends with them. They're not on your friends list. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I mean, and, and, but I, and Katara, you, you went off on a couple of them, too, because I, I, I just. <laughs> I, all I could do is laugh and just be mystified at the stupidity. Yeah, and, and it's just like there's nothing to be proud of at that moment. And, and the fact that, you, that people are laughing at what happened, never mind they're about to get federal charges against them, shows you where we are still at. It shows, uh, you know, the racism and, and, and just the, the white supremacy of everything that's going on. And, and you know... And, and that's the thing, you, y'all were big, they, well, and I'm talking about white supremacy, they were big on, oh, back the blue, yet 
uh, uh, some police officers, a police officer died, um, and a few were injured, were, were critically injured. This, you know, that, that it shows the hypocrisy. And number two, it shows that the, the just the um, privilege they think they have, and it's it, it just showed a lot. I think um, just like you said, uh, just like you posted last week, Dan. India came out. I think that was an India newspaper. You yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yes. they recognize it. All these other countries are recognizing what what happened and why we have cracks in our 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 thing. And it's history repeating itself over and over again. We saw that in Charlottesville. We saw that again. We see this. It, it do they not see it? It. That's the problem. They don't. It's like they don't. They don't see the history, you know. No, CJ, it's they, not. It's not a matter. I was gonna say it's not a matter of them not seeing it. It's they. They choose not to because right. it's the right. obvious. It's the obvious. It's not about black back in the blue. It's not about we're losing our country. It's about I don't want these Negroes and people of color to get the same shit that we've had historically. And even with yeah, this, this thing's this progressing it's still going to take a couple more decades for us to finally get even. Right. Well, like I said, civil rights movement is barely 55 years old. The right to vote, the right to work with white people, the right to eat in the same public establishment, the right to fair housing, the right to... It's not even 55 years old. You know what that means? That means your parents, or most of your parents, and definitely your grandparents grew up during racial segregation and racist times. So, I mean, for the white people that didn't have to deal with it because it didn't affect them, it was, every day was normal to, for them. So this is their last stand. This is their last stand. And they don't know how they, they can't deal with it. They can't deal with it. And that goes into the next subject we have with the real snowflakes on the no-fly list. These people, are really getting a reality check right now. And they can't deal with being told that they can't get home. They better jump on a mega bus or something for like $50 and figure it out. Because, you know, if you thought you were going to absolutely, DC and nothing was <laughs> going to happen, which you apparently that was the case, well, guess what? You're getting a knock on your door. Somebody showing up at your job. Notify the wife and kids because you're not coming home tonight. Sorry. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whether you're in backwoods Alabama or the Alabama of the North, as Dan likes to call it, they are coming for you. <laughs> Yo, they're coming I just, for you. They're coming the for you. No, I was going to say the irony of uh, us talking about this. And as I'm scrolling through Facebook before we start the show, I'm in one of uh, the DSNY groups, you know, people with Sandman's mechanics, all types of people working in there. Somebody posted up that the FBI is now investigating members of the Department of Sanitation because people were on camera at the Capitol. They wasn't masked up, hiding their faces like this. Somebody had a DSNY logo on while down there. Now you can go and buy these clothes. You can buy these clothes. Like there's certain spots that like, you know, make unofficial DSNY gear, like old school logo stuff. Like 
you know, like we had shirts that had like the big, big logos on the front and stuff. Like you could buy the old yeah. shit and wear it. Yeah, nobody novel. was volunteering to buy that shit to go to a DC rally. Let's let's just make that clear. Nobody was doing that. Exactly. <laughs> and the fact of that, I don't think the guys that I mentioned that worked here that went down there were dumb enough to do that, even though they were dumb for going. And I told them to their faces that they were dumb for going. But I don't think that these guys here were that stupid. But the brain power of people on this job, I, it makes you say, don't trust humans. <laughs> it makes you say, don't trust humans. But yeah, I mean, all of these people who assumed that they didn't, they wasn't going to get caught, not in understanding, once again, because most of these people were the uh, ah, fuck social media types or they only deal with certain kinds of social media here and there because... It, it, it reflects everything they view and they see in their light. These same people aren't paying attention to technology and how it works. Cell phone signals, Wi-Fi signals, Bluetooth signals, all of that stuff. Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it come to your mind that you are going towards a federal government building and they have all these trackers and things and signal blockers they, they, they have, we just seen a post. No clue. That, yo, no clue. We yeah, seen, no clue. We just seen a post that somebody put up where there was a drug dealer from Michigan who got bagged because he was caught on camera, but he was a known drug dealer. Like, that dude can say goodbye to the world now after something like that. Like, we got you on this, plus you fueled the Latin Kings, uh, <laughs> you know, with, with, you know, you're the supplier for the Latin Kings. Like, these people have made the Fed's job easier on top of the Instagram accounts, the Twitter feeds, like Parler getting shut down. We mentioned this last, I think we mentioned this. No, we didn't mention Parler getting shut down last week because it didn't happen yet. No, it did happen because we did mention how they got all the information. So slowly but surely, if you don't think that you were on that list, you eventually will be. Right. You are, and yeah, go ahead, guitar. <laughs> yeah, just going by that, a state attorney for Americas, Americos, or whatever that company was, uh, or yeah, state prosecutor, whatever, they he was there. He was there. He was the one who went into the cap puddle. Um, and then what he did was he when he got back, he erased because he he's dumb enough to post it on his feed that he was there, he erased all his um photos. And it was like, it's too late to do that. You know, everyone, you know, that's the thing. They didn't understand, they didn't know. Well, they, they didn't, I, I don't understand. All I know is Twitter was on that. Twitter, it, and that's why FBI went to Twitter and went to everybody and said, if you know anybody, get, send us the pictures. And you know, Twitter did. Twitter has detectives on here right now. Right, not detect, but you know, amateur detectives coming on there and they're going to be doing that. This is the pro, that's what they did. And that's what lead them to the no fly zone because, because, because FBI was already on it and they're like, okay, uh uh. The second you do a federal offense like that, you cannot fly. And they were not playing around. Uh, we saw one guy complaining, com crying, I'm not a terrorist. Okay, but you stormed a federal building. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. 
it was there was it, one there was one though there was one video that they tried to mix in that was actually old it happened way before the, the storming of the Capitol, which was the guy who was on the ground talking about, you're treating me like a black person. You're treating me like they tried to mix it in and tie it in. Let's keep it a thousand. That 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 was some old stuff. But it still just felt so real according to that situation that it, it felt like it happened at that time. Like with the the meme that um I so pleasantly got flagged for in the group saying that it was false information with the people in the wheelchair. And it was saying, how did these, how did these chicken nuggets, or how did, <laughs> how did these chicken nuggets get into the Capitol building or something like that? That was from a different protest about Medicare and health insurance and stuff like that. But right. still, it just fit because they had Trump gear on, they had the old America situation. But it was just any. It, it, I mean, again, you can't trust the internet that quickly as far as when these things come out, but. With this situation, it just felt so real. It felt like it, it it attached itself to it. And once again, us people of color, we were able to sit back and enjoy the comedy shows mm-hmm. that they provided us. Oh, pure comedy. And if you were either getting back before you get on the flight or even worse, when you got off the flight, when you got home, thinking you made it already. And, and the sheriffs are just waiting for you to, uh, you didn't even get a chance to grab your luggage. You was just out the door. Yes. Yeah. They, they were most of them, the most gate. of them were before. Most of them, they were taking people off the planes. And some of them That's like, right. look, I'm sorry, we're not going in the air until these people are gone. Yeah. Like, remember they, the, the two yeah. the two white women that thought that they was doing something trying to record everybody else on the plane, but you're the idiots that are getting <laughs> Oh, it was it was just comedy, TJ, comedy. Very comedy. Also, the FBI, well, I don't know if the FBI is looking into it yet, but now they're looking into uh, some members of Congress giving unauthorized tours the day before yeah. this whole thing yeah. went down. Now, y'all two talk about this and explain it because I don't know anything about it. Well, it there were no tours of the Capitol building or any government buildings for that matter because of coronavirus. So they weren't allowing anybody to tour, family, friends, or otherwise. So when the day before there was a a large amount of unauthorized tours going on, people thought that was kind of funny, but they didn't put the two and two together until the next day. And that's when they were like, oh, that was the big aha moment. So now they're possibly saying it was an inside job. And if you have members of Congress or the Senate possibly participating or even colluding as the big word they like to use now uh, to do this, that's that's some serious charges and they should be brought up. Uh, forget losing their seat. They should be held accountable and go to jail for that. I don't know how you feel about it, Qatar, but. Right. That. Yeah. They need to be held accountable if that happened. Um, It was in. uh, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, it seemed like it was only Democrats uh, offices that were barged into. Um, So that in itself is a problem. You have a uh, senator from Colorado who tweeted Nancy Pelosi where Nancy Pelosi was during the um, during the, the, the insurrection, that and she needs to be held rec- accountable for that, and I think they're they're looking into that. 
because yeah, it seems like it was an inside job. You had just that in itself. You got tours, the same people taking the tours that were protesting the set of the next day. That's suspicious in itself, regardless of even if it was quote unquote innocent. And, and, and you, you, that, that was just, that's too coincidental. And the fact that no Republican offices were barged into that in itself is crazy. So yeah, they, they, a lot of them have a lot to, uh, to answer for. You have, you already have Capitol uh, security over there that got arrested for, for just their play in it, taking selfies with them and everything else. Um, so yeah, this is going to go, and the FBI did say that. The FBI did say that, that, that you know, things are gonna be go for a while and it's, it's, it's from the top up. That's that's on them. Yeah, they definitely need to, uh, like TJ said, they definitely yeah. need to lose their seat. That that's, I think, that's I think COVID may be eradicated before the before they ever finish with rounding all of these people up. But oh, yeah. yeah, no, hear, hear, hearing about this now from you guys because uh, when TJ mentioned it earlier in the week, me just being busy got caught up and didn't look into that. I didn't look into that. So I was I was genuinely waiting to hear and understand what happened and. It definitely sounds like an inside job because you could kind of connect if you, if you want to play conspiracy theorists, you could kind of connect this to the amount of Republican senators and stuff who did not vote to impeach Trump. And that is a huge telling sign that you were okay with this shit in right. some respects. You were okay with everything that went down behind this by your vote of not impeaching. And as we learned within this week, the reason for the impeachment and the process to try to invoke the 25th Amendment was mainly to, to strip him of all the benefits that a president is allowed once they, left, once they leave office. And if you want to talk about somebody who would abuse those things, just like he abused his power this whole four years he was in office, yeah, they, they should have done something to have had all of this done with already. You know, because we got crazy people out there, TJ, talking about they got multiple cards of action that's going down and coming soon. <laughs> is, I'm, you know, I mean, the one, the one thing I'm holding out for, which I've always believed in my conspiracy type days, which... Again, when I was kind of really heavily into that, it wasn't the kooky, crazy shit that was going on now. There was real receipts behind shit that was going on. But one of the one things that I've always believed that eventually may happen in this country is a day of martial law. Take it for how you want it. But I, I can see this whack job actually calling for some shit like this to happen. I, I do just because he didn't get his way and they're going and now and now the blood well, is going a, to be all in those congress people's hands for not saying yes was in the immortal words of buster Rhymes, there's only five days left four or five days left before <laughs> or, or, or in, the, in, the, in the immortal words of chris Rock, there's only one day left nigga. <laughs> there's only five years left nigga. 
There's only one year left. <laughs> sorry, sorry. You didn't hear the new Buster Rhymes album. You would know exactly where that was coming from. It's coming from the Chris Rock skit. <laughs> because Buster said, you know, I don't need to break it down. Y'all should know Buster Rhymes already. Salute to the God and all that. But yeah, TJ, I mean, this, yeah, there definitely was, a, just like 9 11, this was an inside job. <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yes yes it was yes it was oh did you also you guys see the picture of the uh national guard sleeping inside the capitol building this week oh yes yes i didn't see that yeah they uh... oh there's hundreds hundreds of them sleeping inside these federal buildings laying on floors with, oh, with no not even sleeping bags or nothing they're just laid out it's crazy it's but it's them waiting for the word type of thing? Well, no, they're there to protect the federal buildings. They're there because they're they're protecting against the great insurgency that's supposed to happen in a couple of days or a couple of days after. Right. Yeah, so, they're there. So they got them on like our a 24 hour watch. Yeah. Not moving. From oh the yeah. Place. It's very it's very serious. They're taking oh. it very serious. Um, yeah. just like they said the FBI was very upset with all this going down and they're, they're not playing no games. The federal government is not playing any games. They have, they'll, they'll have, right now they have, as they quoted from one federal official, they have more troops in DC than they do in Afghanistan right now. Yeah. As they should, because we shouldn't, but you know, we shouldn't be over there in the first place, but I digress. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, did, but, Qatar, are you going to say something? Oh, um, no, j- just what you're saying. They, they're they're out there and and they're they're doing what they got to do. You have in all fifty states, they're getting ready. So, you know, if there's another insurrection, do not expect it to go like it did. Uh, it's going to be different, and it's going to be on on y'all if y'all out there messing around with those people with 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 these people. They're not they're not going to be like. And I'm not. I'm no comment on that. I am not, you know, no comment on the state security who, who what you saw in the video, who walked aside when that woman got shot. They're not going to be like that. They're not going to step aside. They're coming. They're, they're you know, you, you they're going to shoot first yes. and ask questions later. Yes. Which we're, which and, we're, we're quite used to. Right. <laughs> right. But this seems, I, I, I wanted to, because I'm sure we wanted to wrap on this, TJ, um, but two more points I wanted to make. This is one of those things, this is one of those moments in time that I asked friends of mine in the military about. Because like I said, there was, I, I said earlier, there's going to be a day where a quote-unquote martial law type of event goes down. And I've asked my friends in the military if they tell you, and, and again, what really made me think of all of this was just Trump's presence as a whole. But if they told you that you have to turn your guns against the American people, the same American people that they tell you that you are protecting, which I believe you're not, but what are you going to do? And now is going to be that real test. If something happens, that is going to be the real test of what are you going to do, military members? It's the I republic over everybody, Dan. It's the republic over everybody, boss. That's what it's supposed to be, allegedly. 
it's supposed to be like that. And that's crazy because then when, is. You think, when you think about it and go into the whole, oh, you have to respect the troops. Oh, you know, it's always respect the troops, thank them for their service, and blah, 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 blah. The, you know, the that's BS. I've always known that that's BS, but this is the same rhetoric that this country preaches day in and day out. Respect the troops. Oh, they're fighting for our freedoms. Oh, the same freedoms that we've already had. But now, now, now you are going to have to go the other way. What you going to do? Yeah, I know. It's always respect the troops until veterans are homeless or, you know, they can't get the appropriate health care they need coming back home from Mm -hmm. doing two tours with the PTSD and all this other stuff. So it's in one ear and out the other. It's a lot of BS, man. Yep, yep. And it goes to like, it goes to. I, I, I'm repeating something that I heard on a podcast years ago. Um, shout out to all podcasts matter. Rest in peace, Keenan. Uh, one of them said, if the government actually gave a fuck about the military, there would be no such thing as a wounded warriors project. Exactly. And on that so, note. <laughs> and on that note. I, I, and on I, the one good thing that we have to give credit to out of everything and everybody that went down when it comes to any police officer, we're back in the blue right this second by the good man, Eugene, good, <laughs> Eugene Goodman. Oh, yes. The, the one officer. National shout hero. Out, shout outs to him for protecting all of those senators. Probably some of those same senators who voted against impeachment. Let's remember that people, a black man did that for you. But like people saving the day again. Yep. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But it just but, uh, had to give him a quick shout out. Definitely. Switching gears to craziness, we have to talk about what happened in Brooklyn this week. Uh the craziness <laughs> that happened there. And Katara, if you don't know what I'm talking about, and I forgive you for it, the whole Kyrie Irving situation, as well as them picking up their newest crazy member, James Harden. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Dan, uh, I, we, I think Kyrie's going to come back this week. <laughs> I, I, think, I, I, think, I think so. I think so. Uh, as I've been quoting all week, I don't think they've burned enough sage for him to stick around. Um, as I was listening to a podcast earlier today, somebody was kind of quoting saying that they heard things like, you know, he, he's not too happy with what's going on. I mean, and, and how he was like, he was, uh, you know, he, he was so heavily connected to Kobe Bryant that like Kobe's loss is the loss of Kobe is still affecting him in a major way. And that's interesting. And that's that's very interesting if that's the case. But we're not hearing from him. We're not hearing from him. He's not saying anything. This reminds me, this was very reminiscent to me of when Colin Kaepernick started the whole movement. He explained what he explained what why he did it, but never came out further and expounded and expanded on what the fuck was the reasoning and why and and to get these things off of him and get these people away from and off of him and, and, and the whole situation Kyrie is not doing the same thing other than saying yeah. things like it's more than bad you know life is bigger than basketball which when you hear that quote from him 
It makes you think about, okay, maybe this this word around that the Kobe death is still affecting him is true. Because right. even our own JP said like it still don't feel real to him. No, you know? and so, I get that. I get that 1,000%. But this would be like a WWKB. Like, what would Kobe Bryant do? You know what I'm saying? Like, if if it's affecting you like that, and you, this guy was such a mentor to you, shouldn't you be taking actions that would be following his in his footsteps, representing what which, he was? Which would be which would be Kobe would be on that fucking court, right? That that, that that's where that the part. difference is set. It <laughs> that part, that part, and also the way he's how he's carrying himself. It's just. He, he got upset because, I, I mean, I can't tell which story is true or false anymore. Like, he was upset because right. he didn't have any say in the Steve Nash hiring. And, you know, him and KD are, like, off now. It's just, it's just, it's just a lot of nonsense. But he can easily clear this up by speaking to the public, or at least to the people that pay him $33 million a year, which is his obligation that a contract he signed, to live to live up to that people want to be like oh you know let Kyrie live his life this is that and the third I'm like dude you can't do this at your job why shouldn't Mm -hmm. he be able to do this at his job and the fact that he works in the NBA affords him that privilege to do that Mm -hmm. if he didn't get drafted or he didn't get a chance to play in the NBA he'd be overseas doing whatever the hell they told him to do right now regardless of what was trying to make it trying to make it to the league Right. So why are you squandering your opportunity? It can easily be taken away from you. You know what I'm saying? The the league doesn't revolve around Kyrie Irving. It doesn't Mm -hmm. revolve around LeBron James. It doesn't revolve around Luka Doncic. It doesn't revolve around any of these players. The league revolves around the league. All right. And at the end of the day, there are up and coming players that can easily replace him. John Morant, they, 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 they could put, easily put the machine behind John Morant or any one of these young players. Zion was the biggest thing coming out uh, a year and a half ago. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't yeah. turn on the TV without talking about Zion, 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 Zion. So yeah. it, it's real it's the easy. machine, which which the machine is already going that way. The machine is already going right. towards Zion. The machine is already going towards Ja because everybody's realizing that. I mean, he's he just started the season with a 40 fucking over 40 point game, but then got hurt. But then the word just came out that Ja's going to be back faster than expected. His injury, right. I think was supposed to be four to six weeks. They're saying he's already what, two, three weeks and he might be back soon. So there you have it. I mean, he might be back soon. I mean, that'll so, just be a nice distraction f- from the bullshit that's going on with him. On the other <clears> hand, Harden forcing his way out of Houston that's another crazy, crazy deal. And him shitting on his, his current teammates on his way out the door with a backhanded compliment. And then him trying to explain it the other night when he was in Jersey at the press conference. It's pure BS. Showing yeah, I didn't up get to, to camp see that. I, out of shape. I didn't get to see the press conference, but the uh, I, I did see Boogie was not too kind in his words and all that. But Boogie Cousins, you know, you can take whatever he says however you want, because this is a guy who, you know, though injured, hasn't really seen the court himself in how long? Two in years. A very, in a very long time. Two, but, three years. But you still got to have respect for your teammates. And I, let's, I'm going to keep it real with you, because this whole deal was crazy. I think, one, 
I, I didn't like it for the Nets. Though I liked it for the Nets because it's New York City. You brought another superstar in who can score 30 points a game easily. We mm-hmm. see we see all-star James Harden dishes the rock. He passes the ball around. He gets the ball around. So I'm not worried about him passing the ball. I, I'm really not. I'm not worried about him passing the ball. But when you look at the depth on that Nets team, I don't like it no more. I, I love that kid, Allen, at seven. Yes. Bro, yes. That kid was a – I watched them like uh, – I forgot who they played last week. He, he was almost close to 10 rebounds in the first half of the game. The kid was he, – he was a rebound machine at times. You know, he has his flaws. And then Karis LeVert loss is huge in my opinion. Yes, because they don't have Spencer Dinwiddie this season. If he if Dinwiddie wasn't out for the season, I I would be like, all right, they got a little off something to offset it. But but Jared Allen is not KD's best friend, and DeAndre Jordan is, and mm-hmm. that goes a long way in saying where you go or where you can't go. Yeah, <laughs> when you're on the same team with him, so that it does that it know. does, but. But that Karis LeVert loss, like, he should have been in this kind of situation. He should have been the next Lou Williams. He should have been that six-man. Because that kid was Easily. putting up 20. He could put up – he was able to put up 20-plus a game whenever he wanted to. He put up 40 right before he left. <laughs> Say no more. Right <laughs> Say no more. Like, this is what you're giving away? Hey, whoever got Listen, him just paid off. Who's not mad is the Indiana Pacers, and that's who got him. And that's a nice upgrade from Victor Oladipo. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I think that's almost like an even wash. I think Houston made out better. Oh, if yes. Boogie, if Boogie Cousins can play, yes. if Boogie Cousins can play, him, the, whole, the, whole, the old Kentucky teammates, uh, him and John Wall, right. along with Oladipo, or as shout-out to JP, he couldn't make it this week, but – as he used to call him, old potato, <laughs> old potato, <laughs> old potato. Um, those three, that's a, and, and their bench is still kind of lacking. They've been lacking bigs since Harden's time there, except for Capella, which I'm not, I don't remember if he, Capella's still there or not, but. No, he's in Atlanta. Yeah, so they, they, they're clearly in a rebuild, but if Boogie can come back to just, give minutes a game, 20, 30 minutes a game. I like that bit makeup better than Harden because it's team ball. There's more team ball in that in than, yeah. than Harden. No. Yeah, I mean, Houston got a nice come up out of that trade, as they should, and all the draft picks they received as well. Um, that That is – that is, they're going to be in great shape for the next three to five years easily. Um, if you got Oladipo coming off the bench for John Wall, that's bananas. That's bananas because he's going to cook a, any second teams. Or if you could find a way to get them on the court at the same time. That, which oh, they during can. crunch time, they'll which be on the can. floor. Yeah, they'll be in the final. Yeah, in the last two minutes of that game, who are you guarding? Wall, Cousins, Oladipo. It's not like Cousins can't hit a three. You know what I'm saying? He can definitely bang inside or outside with the best of them. So they're going to give teams problems, and they're going to be a headache in the playoffs. They're not going to be an easy out. Um, yeah, that might, it might be that, like, it might be like a very, like, scrappy series, but 
I see them getting washed for two in the series. But <laughs> I, yeah, it, it's Houston. We we Knicks fans ain't got no love for Houston like that. So not at I mean, all. We got, I got no. Let me correct that statement. I got love for the city of Houston. I I dig the Houston Texans, even though they played like shit this past year. But the Houston Rockets, y'all know we got beef as far as Knicks fans are concerned. <laughs> we, we, that's, that beef is forever as far as the Rockets. There you go. I left my Knicks hat at home. But, <laughs> but there you go. But yeah, man, I mean, just that, that whole ordeal with Harden was just... Uh, I mean, I, I'm glad it happened for him because Houston, though he made them pay him, it was a dead end. It didn't. It didn't work with him alone. It didn't work the short time Russell Westbrook was there. It wasn't going to work even with Russell Westbrook staying there longer. It wasn't you, going to work. You got to also think Harden doesn't have a great track record in the playoffs. Anyway, from his finals meltdown when he was with OKC, Durant, and Westbrook. Well, that was when Harden was uh, a six man. He was, yeah. Yeah, he was a younger hearted then. But when he got his own team and they were cooking people throughout the whole regular season, that same Harden wasn't the guy in the playoffs. Right, right. And he was MVP level, but it right. wasn't the same person in the playoffs. You're right. Right. So uh, I think he's cool with being number two with Durant running the show. I think he'll be more comfortable and freely to move around and do his thing. Like you said, he's a willing passer. If he knows you're going to make the shot, which Durant is going to make it nine times out of 10. And mm-hmm. Durant has that confidence that he's going to, you know, he's going to get the ball in those type of situations or mm-hmm. create for Harden to uh, hit the shot. So I think he's going to be very comfortable. He's going to play his way back into shape. And Brooklyn's going to be a problem. Like you said, that bench, you know, they got a lot of key players that were uh, contributing, that were coming off the bench that made them a real tough out uh, before the trade. Now we're going to see what they're going to do. I still don't think they're done. I think they're going to make a couple more moves before the trade deadline to get try to get something done to help re- re- reassure that bench. But we'll see. Yeah, but here's the problem. Here's the problem. I'm trying to find their numbers. I got. I found the numbers right now. This is where the problem is going to set in with the Brooklyn Nets. Look at the cost for each player <laughs> this season. 41 million this year for Harden, 40 million for KD, 33 for Kyrie. Joe Harris, that's a dude that people are gonna sleep on, but he's gonna be putting nah. up some numbers with these guys. 60 million, that's a discount. Dinwiddie, you're paying him 11 million injured. DeAndre Jordan, 10 million for whatever. You know, like that. This top heavy, this top heavy. Uh, uh, this is over a hundred and ten million dollars alone between three people for one season. That alone is going to stifle you from being able to bring in other people. And then, as we look down the line, because we know they're not going to break this up that quickly. Look at the 2022-23 numbers. Everything goes up: 47, 43, 36. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Agent. Most of these people are gonna are gonna have to move on because that are unrestricted. You know, they're gonna have to move on because the Nets might not be able to afford to pay them either. Indeed. 
Let me ask you this. Does Kyrie become trade bait now with Harden there? Absolutely. And it's all because of what is going down right this second. Regardless mm. of fans there, regardless of pandemic and coronavirus and all that, because of the actions that he is pulling through right now, he, he was trade bait with the Harden deal. As the, as the report said, Houston didn't want him. Right. And, right. and it was, I guess the deal was better, be, with, the deal was still better from the Nets than it was from Philadelphia because Philly was willing to give up Ben Simmons for him. This is true, but I wouldn't want Ben Simmons either. <laughs> I know, I, I, would, I would want Ben Simmons because he's a hell of a player. He just, in season, he has no outside shot in season. Practice, <laughs> you know, he's everybody looks good in practice. Everybody looks good in practice. Everybody looks good in practice. But well, it'll be. Yeah, I'm sorry. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out in the long run. Come trade deadline, or where they said there's teams calling if they want to do something to, to trade for Kyrie. I'd like to see how that shakes out. If indeed, maybe the Nets hold on to him to see if they can try to make a run to the finals. And if it doesn't work out in the offseason, they move him or something like that. But that that's definitely going to be something interesting to look at in the next three months to see what's going on. True indeed, and, true indeed, true indeed. But uh, last but not least, TJ. Yeah, the NFL playoffs was last week. And I got a lot of picks wrong. <laughs> she. I think. I think. I think I went. I think I went one and two. Did I go? No, I went. Uh, no, I went two. I went two and one last week. I. I don't remember mine personally. I. I know I went Bills and Saints. I said the Saints was going to smack the Bears and twenty-one nine was a big enough lead. I thought the Bucks was going to lose, right. but Washington ended up taking the L that one. Um. Seahawks Rams is where I took the L, but then I yeah, won every I other too. one of them. I did too because I thought Russell Wilson would have played better, and the Seattle's defense would have showed up for that yeah. game, and they did what? it. Oh. Yeah, not at all, not at all. Well, what, yeah. what else did you did you you pick? Colts, I picked right? Cleveland. I picked Cleveland because I said oh. nobody was going to stop Chubb, and um, what's his face? Uh, that was just a two-headed monster. That was just too much uh, for the for the Colts. Um, well, the Colts no, played the Bills. No, my they, bad. It was too much. Yeah, the Colts played the the Colts played the Bills. They played the Steelers, and they weren't right. The Steelers. The numbers, when you look at the numbers, it wasn't too much, but it was big enough because Chubb went 18 carries for 76, no touchdowns, but Kareem Hunt went for eight eight carries of 48 yards and two touchdowns. Chubb averaged four point two yeah. and Hunt averaged six, and then they really got beat up by the wide receivers. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, Jarvis Landry scored a touchdown. Chubb scored a receiving touchdown. Austin Hooper scored a receiving touchdown. Now, granted, the Steelers did not give up no hundred yard rushes nor hundred yard receivers. Jarvis Landry stopped at ninety two yards, but that legacy pick, as I said, was going to take the L. No head coach wasn't going to be an issue. Pittsburgh has been on a downward spiral most of the season, TJ. Idiots was really talking yes. about Mike Tomlin needs to go. 
Why? The man has had three 500 seasons, never a losing record. But I've seen on thread after thread after thread, people was chiming in, sounding like they didn't know what they was talking about. Mike Tomlin needs to go. That's how spoiled you Pittsburgh Steelers fans are. Fucking spoiled, TJ. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. This man's record, win-loss record, is better than more than half the league, the coaches in the league. He's been around more than half the coaches in the league for one organization. If you think this man won't have a job tomorrow if Pittsburgh fired him today, you're sadly mistaken. He could come sadly to the mistaken. He could come to the he could come to the other side of Pennsylvania if you ask me. Come right to Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, Bring it on. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Oh, uh, another monumental thing this week uh, just happened the other day. The first Muslim head coach in the National Football League hired by the New York J-E-T-S Jets, 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 Jets. So now, Kassara, you're, you're not familiar with the guy. I believe his name is Robert Salas. Sal- Salaya, right? Salah, yeah. Salah. 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 But, Katara, mm-hmm. on a historical point, we're still saying first when it comes to this league, but first Muslim head coach. Um, that it's that's very interesting, and and um, that's that's fine. I, it, you know, if he can obviously anyone, you know, if, if he can coach them, then that's all that matters. It doesn't matter what he what he practices or what he lives, as long as he can coach them, and. Right. If, has the talent and that is great um no one should be upset about that again and we know some are but no one should be upset about it he's coaching a game he's trying to get them to win and if they do win what you mad <laughs> you know right 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 and that's but I, I again history being made it's still crazy you know I'm going to say, though, it's 2021 and we're still talking about first. Yeah, we're still talking about first. It's because it, it is a step. It, it, it is a step with a, a good foot forward type of move because, yeah, I mean, people of all faiths, colors, creeds, backgrounds, cultures can do whatever they want to do if they're qualified. And TJ, you know, this guy was I, he, he was turning around that 49ers defense. Very well. He, he did turn around the 49ers defense. He made some household names on that defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he's a player's coach. They love him. They, they respect him, which is which is the, the biggest thing. And, and, you know, I think he his reputation might bring some decent players to the Jets eventually. You know, maybe not this year coming up, but in a year or two, if if he can turn around the Jets and maybe they can have a 500 season next year, sort of like they're rebuilding what the Giants are doing, he can probably get uh, some decent players to head out over there. And I would wish this man nothing but success. Um, I would like to see all these people who, you know, would, this will be interesting, who didn't want people to kneel for the flag and everything, how they feel about now having a Muslim head coach in the National Football League. The irony in that shit alone is is crazy to me right now. Crazy, because we got to remember most of the football fans are church 
alleged church going Christian Catholics and all of that good stuff. And also our dark people haters or our people of color haters, Muslim haters. You remember saying back the blue types and all these, you know, anti this and that, mostly anti Muslim faith people. Yeah, let's see how these Sundays are going to turn out now. <laughs> how much are you, how many people are going to boycott the New York Jets now because they hired a Muslim? And th- these are the little dumb things behind a hire like this. But like TJ mentioned, this is an absolute great hire at a, for a person who, in the ranks of, of coaching, a lot of teams was ho- keeping them that high up in regard for this man should earn a job type of situation. And I salute him for earning that job. I, I definitely do. Um, but for TJ, for who's left in the playoffs, let's see what, which, which coach here and which players here are going to do their jobs. Today's games um, that happen to go off Probably by the time that the podcast is going to be released, it's going to be released shortly after uh, we're finished. Rams, Packers, where do you see this one going? Mm. This is a tough one. That Rams defense really impressed me last week, like really impressed me last week. And not to knock, but, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he lives for this type of challenge. Um I don't know if they have enough. I mean, Jalen Ramsey, can he shut down Devontae Adams? That's the, uh, that's, key, that's the key there for me. That's going to be big because, I mean, that's his man. I mean, Aaron Rodgers likes to lean on his other wide receivers, but they've been letting him down of late with dropping easy passes, like easy hit-you-in-the-hands passes. So that's going to be an interesting, interesting matchup. But as they always say, defense wins championships. And right now, the Rams are really reigning real supreme right now. Aaron Donald has been the immovable object in the middle of that defensive line, no matter where you put him at. He is a force unto himself. He's doing stuff that like we haven't seen since like Reggie White days almost. Dude, have you ever have you ever watched Aaron Don- any of Aaron Donald's workout videos? I saw one I which do- was insane. He's I this he makes me mad that I was as lazy as I am because <laughs> I should have been his size, if not bigger. That man dude is, is huge, a freak. Man. He's a freak of nature. Like he's like James Harrison freak of nature. Yes. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. <laughs> James, James Harrison, one hand with uh 245s on a, on a, on a dumbbell bar. No, on a bench bar. Bench on a bench, bar. on a bench press bar with one hand doing one hand shoulder presses. I thought it was the most insane thing I've seen in my life. I'm like, he's picking up small humans and tossing them like kids at this point. For real. For real. But Aaron Donald is on that level of workout type of monster. And the dude is, I mean, for a big, wide dude like that, he's actually ripped underneath. He looks and ripped he, underneath. And he's and light he's on unreal. his feet. He's, he's light unreal. on his feet. He's fast. How are you that big and that fast, bro? If he wasn't... Dude, thank God there's the NFL because where would people like this do? <laughs> are they in the military or are they just WWE robbing people for fun? <laughs> WWE or New Japan or AEW heavyweight champion of the world. Something, bro, because that's <laughs> that's insane. That's insane. But uh, to make to make the pick, 
I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to go with Rams in a tight one. Rams in I'm a tight going. one. It, 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 I, it, I don't think it's going to be high scoring. I think both teams will put up at least 25 to 28 points, and it might come down to field goals. But mm-hmm. if 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 Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey can control the narrative of that game, it might be a bigger. It might be a bigger loss than we think it is right now. I wanted, I wanted to say by 10, the Rams, but I'll give them by four. The Rams by four. I think the Rams defense – I think the Rams defense might score a touchdown this week to put them up and over by four. But I, I like the Rams wow. defense. I like the Rams defense over whatever Green Bay has. Whatever Green Bay has. Uh, Jalen Ramsey should make it a quiet day for Devontae Adams. I still see Adams possibly getting close to 100. I thought, like, DK, I made the prediction with, D, with DK yeah. last week. Yeah. And I failed miserably. He was nowhere to be found. <laughs> <laughs> I failed miserably. But, um, yeah, I, I think I think Devontae is still going to get close to that 100. No touchdowns, though. No touchdowns is going to be key. Aaron Rodgers is going to be frustrated because that offensive line is not going to be able to hold up and stop that Rams defense. They're going to have to move the pocket a lot. They're going to have to move the pocket with him a lot. Absolutely. So So I'm going Rams win. Next game today, Bills-Ravens. This game, TJ, I truly don't even want to pick because I'm mad. As I said, I said to my boy at work today who is a Bills fan, even though I love the Chiefs, if I was that person who picked the second team, the Kansas City Chiefs was my team. I've made this known for years on this podcast, even before they won the Super Bowl. Kansas City Chiefs would have been my number two team. I've always had a love for them back in the Schottenheimer, Nigerian Nightmare days. Oh, Christian Okoye days, boy. Yes, yes. But but Reggie Reggie White, Randall Cunningham, they they trumped him. But (laughs) I wanted to see – this is the game that I would have wanted to see for the AFC Championship. This is that game that I would have wanted to see because this one is too hard to call. I want to pick Baltimore so bad because I need Lamar Jackson to take that next step. I do. He kind of did. He kind of did in that game last week. Yeah. He kind of did Buffalo's, in the game last week. I think Buffalo is going to take it by field goal. I hate Oof. making that pick because I want to pick Baltimore. Oof. But Buffalo, Buffalo is Buffalo is somewhere else right now. <laughs> Buffalo, Buffalo. The is only reason I, the only reason I'm going with the Ravens is due to Josh Allen's lack of experience in big games Which, like this. There, but these two and are not they, that far off, though. They drafted. They're the not. Same year, no? They're not. And and Allen is a better passer than uh, Jackson. But, I mean, Lamar Jackson's speed is is very Michael Vick-esque, like, if if not faster. This dude yeah. has, like, two more gears. When he turns he on the Jets, you're not catching him. He you're was not the catching team's him. leading rusher last week. Him. Yeah, you have to gang tackle this man. I mean, one-on-one, just, just you know, just leave your cleats where, where you are and just let him go by you or something like that because you're not catching him. Um, yeah. It's going to be a very hard-hitting uh, affair. Ravens defense don't play around. Buffalo's defense does definitely not play around. 
you might get some unsportsmanlike conduct penalties uh, today. I see it being uh, a clean with the game. Hits. I feel you. I feel you, but I see it being a clean game. I feel you though. Um, <laughs> um, like I like I said, um, it's just like there's no real big outside of Lamar Jackson. There's really no big weapons for the Ravens. Like their wide receivers really don't scare me. They're, I mean, Dobbins is a very good running back. He definitely hits the holes. He's got the speed. He knows how to break tackles. So you got him. But outside of that, like, they don't have any real great tight ends or anything like that that you have to fear. Right, so, right. Like, you're not fearing – you're really not fearing uh, uh, Hollywood Brown. You're not – nobody's fearing right. Brian. Like, so I feel you. Right. But Stephon right. Diggs but on the other I side, just, You You do have that. And you, you do have to account for Josh Allen running as well. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I think the, the difference maker will be Lamar Jackson and his decision making when to pass, when to run, and if he can make the throws he needs to make to win the game, to ice the game. That's I like it. I see it being a close affair. Uh, that's that's also might be a three-point game, if not closer, like the Bills squeaked out last week. It might be a nail biter to that effect. And they got that going for them that they can, you know, they can close out a game. But um, we'll see. I got the Ravens in this one, but not by much. Honestly, not yeah, by much. Yeah, like I said, I hated having to pick that one. Just as much as I hate having to pick tomorrow's first game, Chiefs-Browns. I'm clean Chiefs win, but the Browns are not going to make it easy. The Browns are going to probably jump out to a quick 10-point lead and scare the world. And then Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey – you know, Tariq Hill, they, they, they're just going to do what they do, chip away from that lead and beat the Browns by close to two scores. I, I, I Again, I don't really want to pick this game, but I don't see any – I see the Chiefs clean sweeping straight to the Super Bowl again this year. But, yeah, two touchdowns, Chiefs win. That's my pick, TJ. Yeah, I, I got I got the I'm saying with the Chiefs, they have too many weapons. You can't defend them all. And Tyreek Hill's already proven to you that there's no one corner that's gonna be able to stick with him one on one. He he burns double teams constantly. And if you throw too much shade to him, then Travis Kelsey's wide open across the middle because no linebackers running with Travis Kelsey. Um they got decent running backs. Um Mahomes is known to pull, you know, ridiculous throws out of his ass. Uh, he's got experience. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's hungry. Uh, he wants to. He wants to put up. He wants rings. The dude wants rings. He wants Tom Brady rings. I, I can't say he's going to get them, but he's definitely of that mindset right now. And um, I see them, like you said. You know, Cleveland might jump out to a you know early ten point lead here or there, but that's when they just turn the switch. As you see, they've they've trailed a lot of these games, these playoff games early. Even mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl against the Niners, they were trailing. And that defense, you, everybody was like, oh, the defense is really shutting them down. And then, nope, here come yep. the Chiefs. And they and, come they come full force. And just to, to cap that one, Tyreek Hill, once again, is the person that proves the difference between football speed and track speed. And shout-outs to my man, yes. DJ XL as he preaches up and down all through Staten Island, this is why you football coaches need to allow your athletes to run track. 
because there is a different level of speed. And even all the pro track athletes will tell you the 40 is not a true measurement of speed. It's not. It's a measurement of quickness and how and, and, and reaction, but it is not a true measurement of speed. That 100 meters is a different animal. That is the true test of speed. 200 meters is the true test of speed. Get these kids running track ASAP, and you will see what type of a difference maker you will have or you will be in allowing your kids to run track and play football. Difference maker to reach Speed kills. Speed kills. Speed kills. But, but track speed is a murderer. <laughs> track speed is a murderer. And then last Indeed. but not least, this is the game I'm sure most of the world is waiting for with the two Asian veterans heading them. Saints, Bucks, Drew Brees is going to be in the Super Bowl. Saints win by one score. Saints win by one score. Mm. The Bucks last mm. week did show how they utilize all their weapons. I mean, in every last one of them. Everybody yes. caught a pass. Well, everybody started to catch passes eventually. But because in the yes. beginning of that game, they was drop, they were dropping everything. But this Bucks team, maybe next year, but not right now. Not right now. It's I, not that time. I honestly think it's going to be a shootout. The team with the last team with the ball last wins. And hopefully New Orleans doesn't get screwed by a jacked up call again this year. <laughs> Tradition, That's right? Usually it's usually their demise. tradition. Yeah. So um, I figure the team with the ball last is going to win. These defenses are really not stopping anybody in terms of getting needing to get a, a, a true stop. Um, this, that's like you said, it's Brady versus Breeze. And these guys have been doing this game for years. They've seen everything. They've been through everything. And you, Breeze wants to go out on his shield this year. I think if he wins the Super Bowl, he'll retire, and that'll be the Won't end of happen. it. He'll be retiring without a Super Bowl. <laughs> I, would say that much, but I think he'll at least get there. I think uh, he'll at least. That's get a lot. There. That's a lot. But, but make your pick. Yeah, you I, pick. Um, I'm going with the Saints just because I don't like Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's easy enough. Theory. Sorry. Sorry, Katari, and your, t- your, your newly beloved Tampa team. But. <laughs> I should know. I don't. Um, You'll get I there. Actually, We're getting there. Huh? No, actually, I do have a friend of mine. Her and her husband are, well, they used to be. I don't know if they still are. They they were, they had season, uh, season, what is that called? Season tickets. season tickets. This was a few years ago. And I went with her and I bought a shirt. So I have my Tampa shirt, you know, but I, I, I don't wear it. I only wear it if I go with her again or, you know, if I'm over somebody's house and they're playing. Um, I, I'm not for Tampa. It's I mean, it's great to see them. And if they actually get this far because they, 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 they weren't good before. Um, and that's fine. And, and like I told you before, and this was last year they had or the year before they had that pizza deal. That's great yeah, to win. Know. That's you all. Know. Yeah, that's that's all. I I knew that's all you were in it for. I was just saying we're just <laughs> disappointing you and not picking. <laughs> we know, we know, we didn't forget. But I mean, this is a quick one today. Unless Katara, do you have any other topics we need to speak on? 
um, before we get out of here. Real quick, uh, the the passing, and, and we forgot to say it last uh, week, but last week was a big week, but the passing of Eric, author Eric Jerome Dickey, he yes, was yes. a game changer. Yes, and yes. Yes, he put he put a, a, a well African American romance on the on the or he helped at least put that on a genre on a subgenre and it was great and and like I was saying to TJ and Dan a while ago everybody that's a common household name in most Black American homes somebody's aunt Indeed. or somebody's cousin read one or whatever and he also did he also authored uh, a storm comic book i believe as well so he was everywhere he was he was doing great things um no idea he had cancer i i, I didn't know a lot of my author friends have pictures with him because he was a great motivator a great uh mentor even if they never met him he was a virtual mentor so so this is that that was just uh, a, a bad, that was just very very devastating and that ha happened probably a day uh, before or two days before what happened on January sixth. That's why it was kind of overshadowed. But right, right, right. Yeah, definitely rest in peace to him because, like you said, he was a staple. If it wasn't just in the black household, he was the staple in blacks in the blacks uh, in black folks' uh, hands because. It, it, what was it, the 90s, the 90s, if it wasn't Terry Morrison, there's Eric Jerome Dickey. Yeah. And if it wasn't him, people Indeed. were going back to, what was the the other guy's name, the older, the, the other dude who wrote all like the, the street novels. Walter Mosley? No, 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 no. Oh, uh, Iceberg Slim? Yeah, Iceberg, him and Iceberg yeah, Slim? like, just some of those, he was one of those household names in black culture that you knew who he was, whether you read the books or not. Just like how you know you knew rerun. Shout out to Fred Rerun Berry. I, yes. <laughs> but no, nah, rest easy to Mr. Eric Jerome Dickey. Of course, a, a loss, huge loss in the author world and just a huge loss in black culture, period. And with that being said, we, we's done, y'all. We's done. First lady, have at it. Uh, once again, shout out to the starting five, of course, and of course, uh, John, who shout out to John, who's who's uh, been very busy lately and hope he's he's able to unbusy himself. Uh, yes, that was code talk. Um, but but, you know, shout out to him. Shout out to everybody. And once again, like I said before, who's holding it down right now? Shout out to, uh, I, I'm going to say Biden and, and, and Madam First Lady uh, elect um, um, pre a team, president team that, that are probably working overtime to make sure something doesn't happen or to make sure everything's going smooth. Shout out to them. Um, just shout out to people who, who are just, uh, who are, are, are worried that, and, and hopefully they're not so worried that we can, and we can go get through this smoothly, um, and, 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 and move on because it's, 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 it's taken a toll on some of us, not all of us, all of, some of us are, are fine, but it has taken a toll on some of us. So shout out to them. Definitely, definitely, TJ. Shout out to you guys. Uh, another great show in the books. Shout out to JP. You are a miss, brother. 
So hopefully we get you back soon. Uh, we love your commentary and your angry man rants. We love that. So we looking forward to getting that back soon. Uh, I shouted out last week. I'm a shout out again. Shout out to Stacey Abrams. Uh, just holding it down for black people, black women, and showing that our vote does matter. Our vote does count. And we can, if we can get that on a, a grand, like even a bigger platform, we can do bigger and better things in this country uh, with more people like her uh, at the forefront, at the helm, doing things in that nature. Um, shout out to all our listeners. Um, you know, Love the participation. We look forward to having more participation, uh, more guests, and you know, make this a real, you know, transparent, interactive podcast as much as we can. So, shout out to you guys, and shout out to everybody out there. Yep. And as always, make sure you're supporting us, the SarfiPodcast.com. But as I always like to do, I like to shout out some friends too. Make sure you you are following HHDGmedia.com. That is one of the business. That's the business I co-own with my partners, Rock Vader, KB, Wiki, Ian T. Smith, and the homie Ed Skelly Tops. Um, shout outs to Leamy Lane's Co. LeamyLane'sCo.com. Soap maker extraordinaire. Go support. Go support. Go support. Support the homie Quan Star, who was our one patron. Um, which I'm gonna dead the Patreon shit because I'm not worried. I'm not worried about that, but. He was our one patron of the show. And make sure you hit up Quan Star Music. Please go support his album. They thought they would sell. Dope album. It's a great story. As I mentioned before, the album is was originally a screenplay. You want to hear this shit, go check it out. Um, and then big ups to everybody else who supports us. It's, you know, all of our uh, correspondents that come on every so often from time to time, and big ups to the rest of the team. JP will be back next week. Everything is all right with him. He's just a little busy this week. And that's it. So with that being said, for everybody here, this is your boy, the mayor. We say peace. Peace. And impeachment. <laughs> See y'all next week. Bye, everyone. Okay, we're off. Cool. That's dope. <laughs>